Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, welcome back everyone to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our wonderful interview today, let's go ahead and take that golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you can, sit in a chair or sit cross-legged. And if you're doing something that requires your attention, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present and in your body. So let's begin. Go ahead and close your eyes and place your palms open on your lap and just begin to breathe. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath and exhaling, releasing, and letting go. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release and let go of what doesn't serve you. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, just release and sink into your breath and into your body. Breathing in pure golden sunlight through your core, through your heart, through your mind. On the exhale, just continue to relax and sink inward. And this time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you fill your entire being with golden gratitude, pure golden gratitude, Exhale, release, and let go of any fear. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale and sink inward into joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude, filling your core, filling your heart, filling your mind with pure golden gratitude. On the exhale, just let go and let God. And bringing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, just release and sink in a little bit deeper. And this time, as you fill your entire being with golden gratitude on the exhale, Allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again, filling your heart, filling your mind, your entire being with pure golden gratitude. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude 
on the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Just take a look around and notice how bright the world is now that you've tuned in, now that you've tuned into gratitude, into presence. And I'm going to bring this very special lady that I've recently met um, on today. Her name is Ms. Michelle Landers. She is a board certified life purpose coach, hypnotherapist, and professional numerologist. She is a dynamic and gifted lecturer, teacher, author, and consultant on the subjects of personal empowerment, spiritual wisdom, the law of attraction, and numerology. Michelle was a recurring coach on Fox. I am South Florida with Shannon Cake and on NBC's WPTV's five at 11 healthy, wealthy, and wise segment recognized as highly regarded as an authority in her field. Her books, the Tao of numbers, the year of living miraculously are both informative and entertaining. Michelle is a much sought after radio media personality and speaker who has taught hundreds of classes speaking throughout the country. She has assisted clients nationwide to gain clarity and direction in their lives and to discover their own unique talents. Welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm equally excited, Christine. Thank you so much for the invitation. I love chatting about the topics that we just uh, you touched upon and the things that I do to hopefully uplift people, inspire them, make them feel good about their lives. And I know that's what you do. So I am very grateful to connect with you. Very Aww. grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited about this conversation because I believe that you're the first numerology specialist I've ever brought on my podcast. And yay. Yay. And <laughs> And I love this. I, I love um, astrology, numerology, human design, um, the gene keys. It's all so profoundly um, helpful, isn't it? To help a person who, um, you know, I mean, I, even I, I get lost sometimes. I feel like I'm in, in, in an energy vortex and I don't know where my center is. And I find that, um, these things are very helpful tools in guiding me back and helping me understand with awareness some of the energies that are happening, some of the things that are happening um, in, in our planetary cycles that really impact us. And right before we got on the um, call, you were talking about some energies and just some different planetary shifts that are happening. And so I thought that would be a great place to start because I'm sure you've all been feeling that I have, I've been waking up at night and my communications with people have not been clear. There's been a lot of tumultuous feelings going on lately. Let's, mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and start there, Michelle. Can you give us some insight um, from your awareness about what's going on? Sure. Certainly there, um, there's a number of things going on astrologically and numerologically and I'll just kind of give you the cliff notes. And yes, um, it's interesting that you shared that you've been feeling <clears throat> this energy because there's five planets right now that are very, very active. We are, I guess what I should talk about first is the fact that 2023, and if you add those numbers together, you arrive at seven. 
Seven is the overall energy on the planet right now. For those of you who are not familiar with numerology, seven is an extraordinarily spiritual number. And we have been being guided. We've been being pushed a little bit by uh, the energies that be. And when I say the energies that be, that's whether you uh, associate that with God or higher beings or the divine, we're being guided. We're not the first big important thing to know is we are not in this alone. We are all connected. And um, I, I will want to touch about uh, on something that confirmed that for me. But in the meantime, back to the number seven, which is extraordinarily spiritual. So that is going to bring up a lot of uh, energy as far as more and more people are going to be searching for answers. More and more people are going to get this or have this feeling of, I, I am not comfortable with what's going on in this world any longer. More people speaking out, especially women. Every month, besides having a year, the energy of the year, every month we have certain energies. So I'm just going to briefly talk about May. I think that'll be helpful. So in May, May standing alone is a five, is a five month, okay? The number five. If you add five to the number seven, because you want to get the personal energy, so to speak, of what's going on in May. If you add five to seven, which is the year, you arrive at 12. 12 has its own energy, but if you add those two numbers together, one and two, you have three. So in my world, in numerology, the, the numbers speak volumes, whether that's personally or for the global planet. And I have a chart on the United States as well. So we have this energy of seven, spirituality, the galactic energies are pushing through, we have um, the numbers five, the numbers three, five and three. Five is like, oh, go, 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 rush, 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 you know, get into it. So, and it's also about words. So there's going to be a constant barrage of speaking and talking. And I know we've been having that, but it's definitely emphasized this month. We have the number three, which is very creative, and that's also words. And what I like to think about or what I like to say about the number five for May, I call it a pregnant month. And the reason I call it a pregnant month is because it's so filled with all of this energy that needs to be birthed. And below the surface, although we may not see it, we may be more focused on the negative. And I always encourage people to find the light. There are always wonderful stories out there, wonderful things to be grateful for and focus on that. So we have all of this activity taking place and things ready to birth. And we also have Neptune and Neptune is, you know, it's watery and it's kind of under the surface. So what does that tell me? Neptune also uh, resonates to the number seven. So what that tells me is, yes, it has 
a big association with water. And we know it's been what's been happening with water. And that, unfortunately, is going to continue for the whole year. But Neptune brings things up to the surface to look at, to be revealed. So a lot of the things that are happening, we should not be, well, I don't like to word, word, use the word should, but I would suggest that we look at things are rising up to be cleared. And that's going to happen more and more often. Um, the big, big planetary news is Pluto is going into Aquarius. Now, what does that mean? For some people, they go, oh, I know a little bit about Pluto. I know a little bit about Aquarius. Why this is such a big deal is because Pluto has been in Capricorn for a long time. Pluto is um, part of its characteristics is destruction, it's death, it's tearing down, it's crumbling. And Capricorn is stern and they like rules and they can be rigid. Of course, it's, you know, there's other characteristics to Capricorn, but I'm focusing on that because of the combination. Pluto is now in Aquarius. It is going to toggle back and forth between Aquarius and Capricorn for a little while this year. But next year, it's going to stay, it's going to be stationed, it's going to be solid in Aquarius for 20 years. Now, that is fabulous news. Now, why is that such great news? Because Aquarius is the planet, I mean, the uh, planet of, yeah, everybody comes together. Yeah, everybody's included. Nobody's left out. We're cohesive. So Pluto, it might sound, well, it's destroying that. Not at all. Why we're experiencing so many breakdowns in so many areas, besides the fact there's a lot of activity with the planet, is because Pluto is tearing down so we can allow that beautiful energy of Aquarius to emerge. And what does that mean? We are going to grow leaps and bounds with uh, organic uh, foods and farming and um uh, programs for people in the health industry, we're going to be seeing much, much more um, alternative treatments. Doctors understanding that there is there are other treatments that we can do, massive advancements in medicine. And, and to that point, I was just to see my physician the other day, and I brought up to her about this um, machine. It's called an Oberon machine and it delivers frequencies for healing. And I said, what do you think of that? And she said, and this is a physician, a well-respected physician who goes on speaking tours. And she said, that is the wave of the future. The quantum world isn't outside of our reach, so to speak anymore. It is here now. So there's tons of energetic transformation going on um, without getting too woo-woo for some people. There's these galactic uh, energies or beings, and we're kind of being downloaded to acclimate our body to the higher 5D vibration. And um, it's all in order to help us evolve spiritually and to bring us all together. And I'm telling you, I am so excited about that 
because it's not it's globally and it's also individually we are going to have this urge if we don't already to change things to get rid of things that aren't working to start new to start fresh to tap into our creativity to tap into our passion because my feeling about that is that we were all born with a gift that gift or that talent in my world is meant to be shared with other people so there's no lowly or lofty talents or goals if you love ice cream or if you're a great ice cream maker then you should be out there making the best damn ice cream because people will come it's all about what you love and it's all about sharing and um another point because i think everything is so connected in the tarot the fifth card of the tarot is the hierophant or the hierophant and that is the bridge between heaven and earth so what does that tell me about this month it is uh it depicts a religious or spiritual image and there are two um images of people on the side say they're followers but the the card represents being initiated into a higher level of consciousness so wow how perfect is that and i find that every month planetary numerologically uh the tarot they all are in alignment so this month there's so much going on with curiosity truth being on uh coming up to the surface uh there are you know some weather situations that are arising and we have to be con conscientious of that but because mother nature as well she's just like oh you know Michelle do you much. do do you do a monthly forecast because you should I do <laughs> yeah yeah so where can people find that because this oh. I hope you do it on YouTube because you're just so great like you should be um doing these monthly forecasts so I, that people can find you on youtube thank just like you you're doing with me right now it's amazing thank you well they if they type in michelle lander's youtube they'll find it it's um i i do the monthly forecast on ewn which is okay. enlightened world network and i do it in another group called believe that's on facebook oh great uh, and every month if you sign up for my newsletter, you do get um, your personal numerology for the month. And how do I do that? Is I show you just with a couple of calculations, um, you can figure out what your personal month is, and then just read. I kind of, I half of it you have to do, but the other half I kind of do for you so you can look at it and say okay I'm in a one month what does that mean because every month is different for every person depending on what year they're in and even more so what astrological house they're in and even more so what letters are vibrating but that's getting into doing a whole numerology chart but I think having a peek at what your monthly vibrations are is fun you know a oh, fun yeah. thing, formative 
Tell, tell us a little bit about the history of numerology, just for our listeners who are just listening to this going, wow, this is really fascinating, but I don't know much about it. That It's a great story. So I want to condense it. Um, I was working... I was working in the medical field and this was in New Jersey and this was in the eighties and just by chance, a very good friend of mine, I lived in New Jersey, but I used to go to the city and I, I don't know how many people know what the city is, but the city is New York city, the big apple. And a friend of mine took me actually gifted me with a reading with a very famous numerologist and he was just, when I had the meeting with him, I was used to every once in a while, I would go for, you know, a reading with someone, but it was always like shrouded and, you know, and, and scarves and, you know, candles and tarot cards, which is all great. But I walked into this, uh, this man's uh, office on um, what, where was it? South, whatever it was, one of the main, uh, streets in New York. And um, he had an apartment there. I walked in and at that time you could smoke. He was smoking a big cigar. And I'm thinking, what kind of reading can he possibly give me? And he described my life and the tendencies for the future. Because you know, we all have free will, right? We all have free will, but we also all, all have a sacred contract of karmic areas, things we need to work out, things we need to work on. So we're going from point A to point B. Everyone is. How you get there, you have a lot of freedom. There are some situations that are destined and there's nothing you can do about it. But there are other situations where if you have some wisdom about what's coming up that you're able to get the most out of it or maneuver around it. If I tell you this is not the greatest year for you to pursue something, whatever that is, and we can talk about it, I can tell you when it looks like a good time because everybody's life goes pretty much like this. Some people have wild swings. And other people have little dips, but it always ha helps to have this blueprint. So I was just so blown away by this. Then, of course, I had to send all my friends because I wanted their, their take on it. And they were equally impressed. But the but is this. So I'm in the medical field, very linear thinking. I wasn't in clinical. I was in administration, but I still had this clinical mind. But I have an Aquarius sun sign, a Capricorn moon, and a Scorpio rising. So for anybody who knows anything about that, that can be a crazy maker. Uh, you know, Aquarius and Corp Capricorn are always like at it. I mean, Scorpio, they're always like at it. And Capricorn is like, okay, hold on. Let's just think about this. You two need to separate a little bit. So even though I had these fantastical ideas, you know, Capricorn was always like pulling me in. So I wanted to know how numerology worked. And by the way, Dr. Avery also introduced me 
to Eastern philosophies. And before you knew it, I fell down the rabbit hole of quantum physics. And that's where I was like, oh my God. Now, do I understand quantum physics? Quantum physicists don't understand quantum physics, but I'll tell you what, Christine, I just had this feeling that there was a connection between the quantum world where they you know this very micro world and this world, this um, this world that looks, looks, appears very physical. And there was something in the quantum field that made numerology, astrology, um, valid and honest tarot readers and all of that other stuff that sometimes people would laugh at. It made it valid for me. So then I went on a quest. I said, I, I, I prayed to the divine, do me a favor. Will you just give me some, some type of real scientific proof that what I'm thinking that this is all connected is not crazy. Well, you know that the universe is always very happy to comply. Sometimes you don't like the answer, but when you put out that request, they go, yeah, sure. Let's see what we could do about that. So I, it must have been 10, 15 years later. Um, I was doing, I brought a movie to South Florida and it was playing in three different venues and it just exploded. It was on, it was in 2010. So although there was a lot, there was a lot of people now, obviously, who are very um, into and attached to, well, not attached, I don't want to use the word attached, but very interested in spirituality and all the stuff that we're talking about. In 2010, yes, it was true, but it was just trying to catch on. So this movie really blew people away. It was called Leap and Chad Cav Cameron. So that was a wild meeting with Chad. It was very similar to us, how we had hooked up together. It was just one of those meant to be happenstances. So to get to the point of that story, uh, we were in one venue in Boca Raton and a gentleman approached Chad and said, I uh, represent uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell and Dr. Edgar Mitchell, I think it was the sixth man that walked on the moon. On his <clears throat> return voyage, he, Dr. Mitchell, who is now passed, had an epiphany and he realized there's something going on here. We're all, you know, we're all connected and this is a scientist. So he began his own quest into doing rigorous investigation into phenomena. And in fact, he still has um, an organization in California called IONS, Institute of Noetic Science, to do this, this rigorous testing. So uh, during that conversation, the gentleman said, uh, Dr. Mitchell would like to meet with you, Chad. And of course, you know, I was, I was going to miss this. Conversation was lively. There were so many things. Chad was a scientist. There were so many things that kind of went over my head, but I could follow along kind of the gist of it. 
And finally, when I had the opportunity, I broke in. I said, you know, Dr. Mitchell, I, I just have one question for you. And I said, things like numerology, astrology, psychic reading, psychic phenomena, miracles are the reason, is the reason that any of those things manifest or when we uh, want to manifest something and it happens, is the reason that those, that it works or those things work tied to the quantum field? Have we stepped into the quantum field? And he looked at me and he said one word. He goes, absolutely. That, I, I just looked up at the heavens and said, thank you, because I couldn't have gotten a more perfect answer unless God or Jesus or some other high being came down and said, yeah, this is true. So that gave me the comfort and the validation that I needed to uh, do numerology and do the other things that I do. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, do you know what the like the historical origin of astrology is? Because I, I don't. And I'm just curious about that. Like where who came up with it? Where did it come from? Well, it goes back eons. I do know, I mean, how far does it go back? Probably the Sumerians, Atlanteans. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, it goes, and, and Pythagoras is considered, uh, I do the, there's Chaldean numerology and Pythagorean numerology, and I do Pythagorean and uh, Pythagoras, and we all remember, maybe we do, the uh Pythagorean, Pythagorean theorem yeah right was that right. 3.4 one four times whatever. pi squared or whatever right one the triangle the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sum, like the Pythagorean theorem yeah. Right. yeah something about that yes and Pythagoras is considered the father of numerology so that's how far that goes back so it's all been with us forever, and we go through these cycles. Um, and as man became more, um, we eons ago, we were certainly more in touch with the ether, so to speak, and relying on either astrology or numerology. Um, and things as we become became more industrialized, things started to shift, and a lot of that stuff was put on the side. Well, I think a lot of organized religion shifted that too for a long time. So there was a lot of things like in in different stages that, um, yeah, that shifted those ancient practices a lot. So Correct. yeah, well, I um, I had a beautiful reading with you recently, and. One thing I wanted to share is that um, my spiritual number I've always known is um, five, seven. So like I see five sevens everywhere in my uh, concrete world, in my mm. social security number. Sorry, I shouldn't probably say that on, on the recording. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, it's my, mm. I'm born in the seventh month of the year and my date is the five. Um, I my best friend in the entire universe is Lisa Heinz from Heinz 57. My addresses have always had like, like I'm 
I'm at my Sea Ranch place is at the 57 mar mile marker on Highway One. You know, I'm like five seven is everywhere. I I see it a lot. Um, and then the other thing is like right now I'm in my one year and I keep seeing 111, 111, I mean, all the time. Like I look at my clock, it's it's always there's a 111 somewhere in my world at least three mm -hmm. or four times a day. And um, yeah, so I'm feeling like, wow, there, there really, there's some consistent themes. And, you know, of course, I've, I've, I realize that five, seven is a transformational number yeah. together. It's, it's very, yeah. very transformational. I'm also a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. 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 Seven with That's an eight cool. wing. So um, yeah, it's so interesting. So tell me a little bit, just share a little bit about your readings um, for people, because mine was really profound for me. It really helped me a lot. It helped me ground back into my purpose. Um, not that I was too far off course at all. It just helped really just validate some things for me. And um, I can't say there was really anything terribly new in it for me, but it was really, really detailed. Um, and you can share a little bit about my reading with people if you want, um, just so they have an idea of your readings for them that they might have too. Sure. Um, a, a full reading, first of all, it, it's a lot. It's about 15 or 16 pages. And, um, and I'm glad that you said about the validation because there's two ways. Uh, well, there's a number of ways that a numerology reading helps. But what I have found with my clients, um, see if I can find an example. Um, okay. So someone came to me and she, because I do, you know, life coaching, I'm board certified as a coach and I will introduce numerology if they're interested, if they're interested. Honestly, it helps me so much because I don't have to ask as many questions to get to the bottom of who they are because the numerology is like having at times having x-ray vision. So it helps me, but it also can help a client. So if someone comes to me and they tell me that, let's say they're working as an accountant uh, and this happened. And she was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, we have accountants in my family and my dad just expected me to do this. And it's not like I'm not good with numbers. I am good with numbers. But the restriction of working a nine to five job is, is you know, that's not what I really want to do. I want to find what I want to do. So what I was meant to do. So what do you think shows up as her life path is the number three. Um, the number three and the number five cannot sit behind a desk all day long. They will lose their mind. So that was the challenge. She did have, uh, she was creative. And I, I've never met a three that's not creative in some way. So what we worked on then was she wanted to still continue to work with numbers and I suggested to her, well, one of the things you could do is, you know, take the leap if you want and be a freelance. You don't have to work 
behind a desk all day long for a company. You could do some freelancing with numbers. There are other things you might be able to do as well. You could travel, you could, we could find a way that you can, and plus in part-time, then I would love for you to investigate the areas that you love to be creative with, because that'll help you if you want to transition out of uh, out of doing, you know, being an accountant. So she really, really loved that. And it made so much sense. So for a lot of people, numerology does one or two things. It will, as far as your life path goes, because there's other areas, it will validate what you're doing. Um, or it will, it will validate what you're doing, or it would validate what you really want to do. Because sometimes people come and they go, oh, I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't start my own business. Well, you're kind of meant to, you know. It also talks about your personality characteristics. Where do you, where do you bloom? What areas do you really bloom in? What, um, and then there's karmic areas. What karmas, karma have you carried over? How do you deal with that? And then I always give every, and there's pinnacles, there's lots of other cycles. And then I also give um, a little, well, actually it's not little, it's probably pretty long. Um, a uh, Looking into what the year holds for them. And that's really what, powerful. That's super powerful. Yeah, I, I think I found when you did mine and you said that I was in my one year it started to, and when does that start? Is it right after your birthday or a few months later? Well, there's two um, uh, main cycles. One is year to year. I mean, year beginning January to December. And then for somebody, and then the other cycles that I have that I do go from birthday to birthday. So someone who has a birthday mid-year, they're going to have a little more activity going on with a couple of their cycles because it'll change. It's like the United States. In around July, the United States goes into another cycle, but they still, the United States is still in the uh, numerological energy of a nine year, which is ending things. So there's a lot of things that in the United States we're going to be ending. It's also another energy of digging deep, getting getting rid of things, getting rid of what we no longer need. So there's a number of, they interact with one another. So it is from birthday to birthday, and it's also from year to year. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, because I was thinking about um, in my own one year, um, how it just, and it really did start around August. I started to um, kind of come out of a shell, feel very much more alive in my work, like start to say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm getting creative again. Things are, because the year before I was like nothing, like it yeah. was like crickets for me. I was just like, I, I had completed a lot of things, like things, mm -hmm. goals had been completed bigger things had happened and, and they were done now. And then I was sort of in a coasting period. And, and then I, you know, my energy started to rejuvenate and regenerate. And I did, I started creating new things. I was like thinking out of my own box. I was like, mm -hmm. what am I asking myself? What is, 
what's really calling to me right now. And um, yeah, and it's just, it was fascinating when I found that out because I was like, oh, good, I'm right in alignment. But I'm a little sad that my one year might be ending in July. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Your one year is not ending. The okay. one year goes till December, but you, I have oh. to check again and see. Well, I, I might have already put it in there, but I'm going to see what um, what's shifting in July for to what other energy will add to it. And for me, here's a really good example for me. Like I'm in a four year with a 12 astrological house and all of this other energy that is, in one word, challenging. So if I didn't know that, I might think in my own life, oh, the sky is falling, <laughs> you know, what am I, but I do know, I can look ahead and I can see um, that it's okay, this is a year to really get more solid, because, well, I'll have to share something, I'm a three life path, so I've talked a little bit about the three, but I'll talk a little more about the three, so yeah, threes are creative. We're very creative. We uh, love to do things. We love to create. We love to bring people together. The challenge with the three is scattering your energy all over the place. And I'm really guilty of that. It's been a lifelong challenge. So a four year, and I guess I could... Should I go through all the years? There was nine of them like really quickly and talk about them or not? Yeah, um, I think let me just look and see. Um, yeah, we have time for that, but then we'll be probably wrapping up. So, okay. So I'll, I'll go real fast. So a four year, when if somebody's in a four year, it's like the universe goes, stop. Okay. Take stock of what you have. Um, be very, very cognizant conscientious about everything that you do organize get organized threes don't like to be organized it's just oh wow you know we're like cats sometimes oh my god look at that oh look at that get organized um i even with the 12 astrological house i've had some health issues nothing serious but sometimes when that happens i always tell people if you're in a 12 astrological house please do not freak out whatever it is you know, you'll be able to take care of it. Knowledge is power. Um, so it is, it, it's a resistance that fours just like this and saying, okay, these are the things you need to do in your life uh, in order to fully express your life path. So yeah, you want to create, you want to talk to people, you want to inspire them, you want to do all those things, but this is a year to organize all that in a much better way and it'll be easier for you in the end so that's what i'm going through real quickly every number in numerology is reduced to a single digit so if i had the number or total that for whatever reason i came to 133 of one plus three is four plus three is seven if i had the number 12 one and two is three for those of you who know a little bit about or a lot about numerology yes there are master numbers that are never reduced 11 22 33 44 but i'm not talking about that right now you could have an 11 life path instead of a two which would be a little bit different but just for the sake of argument 
all the numbers are reduced to a single digit between one and nine. So a, a one life path that is go, go, go. They never stop thinking. They're the leaders. Um, they, they have, they're the pioneers. They have great ideas. And, and you'll be able to, as I'm going, you'll be able to understand the sequence and how it all fits together so beautifully. So then when you're in a two-year, which you're going to be in next year, it is very much about collaboration. It is very much about uh, women. It's a very strong female influence. It's uh, having patience. It's uh, just really paying attention to a lot of the details in life, but it is collaboration. Number three, when you're in a three-year, it's create, create, create. It can be, depending on where you are in life, very glamorous. It brings this element of glamour. And most people, again, relative to their life, will have some kind of a glamorous experience. Um, and it's creation and it's children. Number four, as I talked about, is stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stay organized. Stick to the plan. Yes, you can start a business in a four, as you can in a one and a two. And you can start it in a four, but make sure it's built. It's a foundational number. So make sure it's built on a solid foundation. Five is the fun house year, I call it, because there's so much going on. It's busy and it's short trip, sometimes long trip travel. Um, after the number five, what I wanted to point out is one is male, two is female, primarily, three is birth. And that's why these words kind of fit in. The one is, you know, in sociology, the man, what does he do? He stands alone, he goes out there, he kills whatever it is he needs to kill, he brings it home. While the woman, sociologically speaking, um, they would have to go out and use their senses to see what's poisonous, what's not poisonous. So it's more of an inward, you know, uh, kind of energy. So then we have three, which is birth. The one and two get together and we have three, which is birth and three is creative. So back to four, five, the fun year. Number six is about home, family. You probably in a six year, when you're in a six year, you pay a little bit more attention to your home base and what's going on there. In a seven year, it's very spiritual. It is, okay, another year, stop, take stock of your life, redefine your life. What are the, uh, focus on important issues. Uh, a lot of people find that they, whether by choice, or not, they spend more time alone. And this just happened with a friend of mine, because I told her, I, and she was married, I said, I'm not sure what is going on with you. But you're in a seven year, and plus these other transits, I said, it's kind of like you're going to be spending more time alone. And this is just when COVID hit. And she said, Oh, my God, my husband is he's a nurse, he's going to be a traveling nurse, so I won't be with him that much. And I said, oh, my other girlfriend moved, but her husband stayed here for a while when she was in the seven year. So, you know, you have to look at the whole picture of the chart. Eight is about, uh, it's the money year. It's the year where you go, okay, I am 
building this business. I'm putting it all in there. It's powerful. Step out, talk about it. Um, you'll probably get either a promotion or accolades or recognition for your work. And the ninth year is, okay, what do I need to let go of? I mean, that's a good uh, mantra to have all the time. What do I need to let go of? But the nine, if you have not removed the toxic things in your life, the things that have been holding you back, then in a nine year, the universe has a way of removing that from your life or setting up signs and signals and symbols to let you know you got to let go of this. It's also a great humanitarian year. Um, it's great for entertainers because it can be worldwide. So I'm just touching briefly on some of the key words of each of the numbers. And after the nine year, which you were in last year, and that was, you know, more about just, you know, it's like your tides out for a while. Then you go into this one year, which is, all right, let's get going again. So we keep repeating these cycles. And that's, I think, the beauty of it, you know, and I think it helps guide people. It just gives them a blueprint in order to live the best life that they can and have faith and see that, yeah, things can turn out very well, not to get caught up in the doom and the gloom and the fear. And that's what shuts us down. So. Oh, that's so beautiful, Michelle. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This is a great place for us to, um, you know, end this interview today. And I just want to thank you so much for just the light you are and the mm -hmm. beauty you are in the world and how much you guide people. Can you repeat your website one more time for people so that they can get to you, find out your services and all that you mm -hmm. offer? Thank you. Um, it's Michelle with one L M I C H E L E Landers.com. And my books are on there. My charts are on there. Um, the, I have two books, the Tao of numbers and the, my most recent one is the year of living miraculously. And that has my heart because it's a, a narrative and my personal journey, but also a workbook. So. That's so wonderful, Michelle. And I encourage you all, if you can, you have the resources or not, you can go and get, you know, so a lot of information from Michelle on her website, but if you can, please schedule reading. It, it really was just so um, invaluable. And I know that oh, my you. daughters are finding it very um, helpful and my friends. So I know you will too. Thank you, Michelle, so much for being on. Can I add one more thing? Sure. I just want to Quickly, I just want to point out to people that if you go to my site, I have a place that you could book a free 15 minute um, and sometimes 20 minute free consult with me. If you're not sure, if you're looking for guidance, I'm more than happy to chat with someone. So thank well, that's you. That's incredibly generous. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of a lot of people <laughs> coming there now. So <laughs> yeah. very, very generous on your part, Michelle. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Come back again. Don't sweat the small stuff. We are living the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author Christine Carlson. 
You're invited to join Christine at one of her upcoming retreats in California, including her popular What Now Women's Retreat at Sea Ranch and her new Revive and Thrive Mental Health and Wellness Retreat at Mount Shasta. Get all of the retreat details today at christinecarlson.com.